I think it's all about the focus. So you don't spend too much time on too many things. But in the beginning, you need to allow yourself to try different things. But when you found that wow feeling or the confirmation from the market customers and you can replicate that, double down on one thing and then go for that. Welcome to the podcast B2B SaaS CEOs with me, Joseph Falsen, as your host. I'm the CEO and founder of VAM that helps sales teams close more deals and book more meetings. The idea to this podcast was born because one of my personal goals is to be a world-class B2B SaaS CEO and therefore I need to learn from the best. And I want to take you with me on this journey. Hi, my name is Patrick Olson, the CEO at Findity, and you're listening to the B2B SaaS CEOs podcast. Hi, and welcome, Patrick. Thank you very much, Josef. How are you? Good, really good. I'm in Ludvika today up north in Sweden, and it's a quite uh, nice day today, so really good. A good day to do a podcast then. So let's get going. First thing first, who is Patrick? Please help me get the context of how you look at yourself. Okay, yeah, so... I'm 37. I have a uh, partner, two kids, six years and 10 years. Been in the, the SaaS industry since I started my professional journey. Before that, I spent some time in Australia where I, where I did my university degree. And then I came back to Sweden, applied for a sales rep job basically and ended up at a SaaS company which I didn't know at that time of course but then I've been in in this domain since then so that's that's me quite outgoing like to spend some time at our country house together with the family and and friends and cook dinners and just hang around that's me what what made you stick in this in the SaaS world yeah coincidence I would say so I started off at the company, which were quite small at that time. We were about 10 employees and located outside of, of center Stockholm. And then we kept growing. And uh, as you know, when you grow, you, you, you get promoted, you get into new challenges, new roles, no, new responsibilities. And then one day I ended up looking back and I spent seven years at the same company and we entered the US market and the UK market. So yeah. And then I, I, via networks, joined another SaaS company, which is Findity. And you brought it up. <laughs> I was going to brought it up, but you brought Findity up. What does your company do? Please do the elevator pitch. I will. So we do expense management. And the take we've taken, or the twist we've taken on that is to, to build a, an expense management platform. So instead of selling that directly to end customers as a, as a product or a service, we sell the, the platform to a partner like Visma or Hugia, who stick their branding on the product and sell that to their customer base as their own product. So we're a white label SaaS company focusing on expense management. From my point of view, you have already answered the follow-on question I have here to you, but uh, to, uh, you shouldn't assume anything. So for uh, maybe some listeners out there, there are expense, uh, there are several tools within expense management out there that maybe I actually have interviewed two CEOs 
of them here in this podcast before. Please, how are you different compared to Plio, Mint and other players? Yeah, I noticed you you, you had uh, Baltzar and Jeppe on the show earlier. They're really good at what they do. Um, we're all in the same business trying to help employees handling their expenses. And But the, the, the twist that we've taken, as mentioned, is that we, instead of selling directly to end customers, we provide a partner who has their core business in some other domain like a payroll system or accounting software or corporate card issuers and so on but they are in a need for an expense solution but that's not their core business so we provide our platform white labeled for them to to stick their branding on and sell it that's their 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 own uh, so basically if if one who listens to this is a customer of your customers they can basically use your product without maybe not even know know they are using your product yeah definitely it's it's quite common i i end up talking to people and they are asking me what i do and i say we we develop an expense management platform and they say oh we have a really good solution but we we use the visma uh, product and i said yeah i think that's a great product that's ours uh, but with the visma brand on so uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, you're you're spot on, Joseph. It, it's all about us taking a step back in terms of branding uh, when it comes to the end customer. So um, a little bit like Intel Inside. So we we would like to be known as a, a good tech partner, but it's all about our partner's brand in in the market, basically. Good. That's good. what differs us from from other expense management software. So. Basically, the go-to-market strategy. Nice. And moving on to something I call five quick ones. Yeah. And here you need to be quick, Patrick. No bullshit here. First thought, boom, shoot it out. No worries. You sure. understand the rules? Yeah, definitely. Good. The reason why you go to work? I see it as an exercise, not for the body, but for the brain. Expenses. No one likes it. Your role model? Maybe not that much for myself, but for my kids. So people long stocking. She do what she wants and, and very strong character. Something that's keeping you awake during the night? How to really get the best out of myself and, and our customers and partners. So it's all about, are we doing the, the, the right thing to, to get the most out of the day, basically. And the last one? Your happy place? Our, our country house, I would say. Is, is it in Sweden? Yeah, it's in Sweden. It's up north. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about mistakes. Because I, I've, I think mistakes is one of the best, if not the best, mm-hmm. master to learn. What's one of the worst mistakes you have ever made? If we talk business-wise, not mm-hmm. like... Oh. Yeah. Not personally, but I would say to, to, to give a more generic answer, I would say, and I can be more specific, but on a generic level, it's it's when you base decisions too much on emotions rather than the rationale behind it. Although you you know it's, it's, there is a rationale to do something, but emotionally you would like to do something else and then you go with the emotion part, but knowing there, there is a better decision. And that goes from such, such a classic, like 
we have all been there human nature wise exactly yeah and i mean and that's that's often when it comes to organization and and, and people you work with uh, so i mean we're here to do business and, and you need to be rational but you can be emotional at the same time but they need to be aligned they can't be too far away from each other and is this since you chose this uh, mistake is this something you have done many times quite costly mistakes or or do you think of a specific moment that was really hurtful yeah i think it's i think it's i can give an example when you run with a team and you know that we should structure it in a certain way but there are individual preferences that's that that you take too much into account when it comes to 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 the decision and then you you don't really take the decision or you wait too long and 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 that's just based on on keeping a good vibe and 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 being too emotional about it and i think that's that's something that's being an emotional person that's something i've been working with myself for 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 quite some time and uh, to take this now first generic answer that is much more detailed now and make it into a mold that i can bring with me less small hack what what is your best hack nowadays to don't fall into this trap again to bounce it off someone else so you really need to articulate it and describe it and when you describe it to someone else then you will feel it directly this is not this is not the right decision this is too much based on that or that so i think that's to articulate it and bounce it off with someone that's that can call you out so to say that, that's 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 what, what worked for me at least. Uh, this I really like this one. Yeah, of course you heard it before, and I know it's true. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you framed this. Really, yeah, thank you for this, Patrick. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think I think we put period here and there, and so people and myself can focus on that nugget and move on to a topic of your choice. And the only rules I put here is yeah. that you need to talk about something that you actually are very nerdy about and feel passion for. So the floor is yours. Got it. Yeah, but I think to connect back to where we started off, Joseph, I think, I mean, you mentioned there, the, I mean, if we go, if we look at it from a business perspective, we're in a domain where you can really call it a red ocean. There are really many expense players out there. And but what I'm nerdy about and what, what I what, what I spend my time at is really how to do this with a completely different go-to-market strategy. How to really be successful? I mean, I mean, several several of us been in a sales organization where you have a direct sales strategy often, right? And then someone comes up: Why shouldn't we sell via partners? I think that's a good leverage, and, and it's good if someone else is. Someone else can sell our product. And then you maybe assign one person or two person that can go out and develop the partner program, but your main focus is still bringing in end customers. So this is really what, what gets me going to really set up a whole company from a true partner first perspective. And what does that really mean? I mean, when it comes to the type of sales organization, how do we... Uh, set up our marketing department to support the partner strategy. How do we 
structure our support organization. For us, it's more about supporting our partners in a kind of a second line setup. So this is really something that's that's talking about what keeps you awake at night, but really be true about setting up the, 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 the organization and the structure for our go-to-market strategy and really be true about it. And I think that's, and that's, that's, it's so easy to look at other competitors, other companies that, that run for, for a kind of a end customer in a way. And you see, you do a lot of ad spend and, and, and all that. And then it's quite easy to, to, to get into that and say, we need to be out there. We need to, to, to get our brand known. We need to be in front of the end customers and so on, but really flipping that around or upside down and saying that we don't need to be out there in front of our end customer. It should be our partner's brand that's known for a good expense solution. So yeah, this is something I really like talking about, thinking about, but also in the organization, really challenge ourselves. Do we really do this to support the partner strategy or is this more of a typical end customer setup? I like this topic and uh, we're going to stay here for a while. You chose this topic. So yes. it's a topic of your choice. Of course. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to give myself a handbook uh, with the help of you now. Mm -hmm. uh, think of it in this mind game. You, would, you have left Findity in a few years. You have all your knowledge. Mm -hmm. You will go in a totally different industry, but doing the same go-to-market strategy with the same uh, partners, etc. This is the scenario. Mm -hmm. You are smart, so obviously you're you're knowing that I want to help the listeners that have this right in front of them now. Where do we start? What would you do the first thing you have decided go for this strategy? Ro roll out now the, the most important three-step or five-step playbook. Okay. So first thing, really decide on one go-to-market strategy. Don't end up in the trap of having multiple go-to-market strategy. We will sell directly, but we will also sell via partners. Okay, so, so, so we have decided here now partners for this scenario, for the, the specific listener. Yeah. Get the buy-in from, from the owners, from the organization, from, from everyone involved that this is the only strategy. That's the basis. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Then what I would have start, I mean, there is no, I mean, silver bullet, of course, but where I would start is focusing on the organization. Okay. Going from department to department, is this department set up with the roles and, and the structure that really supports us supporting our partners? What, how is the roles defined? The sales, so say we focus on the sales department, basically. What is the, the, the mission and how is it measured? And, and what are the goals from a sales perspective that really supports the, the, the partner strategy? One being, of, of course, revenue, but you can make revenue selling directly to end customers. At le well, right. So, so that, that's something I would really do. And do that for each department and really be true about it so you don't end up, okay, this is easy money. We do something else, but we know this is the strategy. And then it's, it's all about sticking to that over time and grinding and, and really get the, 
get your hands dirty and, and really be true about about and, and stick to that strategy. And the potential, maybe you will hate this objective, this talking point from my end, but the objective for anybody who feels like, okay, we start with this, but what if company X and Y, my customer actually screws us and like do this themselves? Yeah. Then that, after a while. That, that will probably happen. And how can you avoid that? You, you need to be better. I mean, so doing one thing and do it really, really good. And that thing, when you bring that to your partner, it should add to a, a wider suite of products or wider suite of, of, of services. So then normally the, the partner needs to focus on their core business. In our case, expense management, it's not often the core business, but we are about 80 people doing this all day long. So we will run really fast. So that's how you keep up with the competition of building it yourself, basically. I think. Good. Yeah, I think we put period here now to the topic of Patrick's choice because, yeah, we got really, we got some really good juice here. And the, 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 this is how I want it to be. Some concrete takeoffs in every important segment. And now it's time to talk about something we already talked, have been talking about for a bit, but now dive deeper here. The go to market strategy for you, the lessons you have learned. And I want to hear now the main things that mattered the most when you went from basically 100K euros in ARR to 1 million mm. and the 1 million towards the 10 million. Yeah, the stage you are basically at now targeting that big shiny number. So yep. start, starting starting from the start when you... Yeah, when you entered the company, you, you, you were a company, but you weren't big. Yeah. What was the main main things in, in your go-to-market strategy that you prioritized? Yeah, but my perspective on this is when you're in an early stage, you need to allow yourself and organization to try things out, right? So we tried a lot of things out in Findity. We've done digital receipts. We've done different go-to-market strategies. We've done, yeah, we've tried out different paths and journeys. And you and I, I believe I'm a strong believer in that's what you need to allow early stage. And 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 how I love this thing. I I'm 100% agree. Time period. What would you say? Is, so you are not just <laughs> allowing too long. What would you say is an accurate time period? When you get the gut feeling that you have something right. This is something that this is not just a lucky shot with one partner or one customer. This is something that you really can replicate and bring value to multiple type of, of partners or customers in, 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 in our case. So I wouldn't, maybe you need to set a time frame in terms of, of cash burn, burning cash and so on. But I think it's quite clear gut feeling wise when you, you kind of found it. And but then, then here, here, I need, here I need to object, <laughs> okay? Because gut feeling wise, you know this because you have done it successfully several times. I know this now because I've interviewed hundreds of decision makers, and now Vam is doing really great. I wouldn't trust my own gut sauce feeling three years ago. No. <laughs> so, 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 so. Can you give something else a bit more in this segment? I I think you have done it with 
talking to several different customers that have a paid and really get wowed, I, I noted down to myself. But uh, some comment here on my comment regarding this part with gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, maybe gut feeling is not the right word, but I mean, when you get the feeling and confirmation from the market and from several different customers that you actually bring value, and maybe it's about that wow feeling, this works more than a gut feeling, if you put it that way. So, but yeah, then I, I, I understood it as this, but I, I nowadays I, I go full transparent with my own own flaws because I trusted my gut feeling without having the data points since before, and then my gut feeling was not so good, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I just wanted to stick in. But good, okay. In good, some good input here. You have survived. You nailed it after a while. You got more and more customers, so you reached one million euro ARR, and now, yeah, you're quickly growing faster and faster. What are the main things to prioritize now? Scaling down I, in terms of different focus areas. So, so picking one and then go 110% focus on that one, laser focus. So, so it's, I mean, from my perspective, at least, it, it's quite easy that you hedge yourself with different, okay, we have this product and this product and maybe that service. So instead, uh, instead of doing that, it's so to, to really double down on one focus area and then run with that and, and really trust your decision, which is some, from time to time very difficult, of course. But I think it's all about the focus so you don't spend too much time on too, on too many things. But in the beginning, you need to allow yourself to try different things. But when you, you found that wow feeling or, or the confirmation from the market customers and you can replicate that, double down on one thing and then go for that. And basically also you recommend there to say no a lot. Yes. Good. Both, both internally, but also uh, externally, because uh, you will get a lot of great ideas from a lot of different customers, um, colleagues. Uh, we should do this. Maybe we can do that. And they're all probably true, but it's much easier to do one thing. Yes. And now I quickly want to talk about outreach. Because, yeah, basically I'm building a sales tool and I want to take the opportunity one every time I have a great smart person in front of me to ask what way, what's your preferred way, Patrick, of being contacted in a modern buyer's journey for B2B? Basically meaning the best way to do outreach to you. Yeah. And uh, I would say when I feel that someone done the business intelligence part of it, so they really know why they're reaching out to me and to our company. So they done some research, they figure out they probably have this problem and then of course have a solution for that and the timing. So, I mean, it's very easy to do a lot of, and you know this Joseph, it's easy to do a lot of outreach, reach, generic outreach, but spend more time on, on re the research and the business intelligence part of it. So you can hit that timing, which is very, very hard, of course, but you can be very specific when it comes to, I think that you have this problem. 
we can solve it in this way. And then you do that at the right, right time, which is, of course, the, the tricky part. But So I feel that that someone really understands me and, and our, our, our challenges and, and then can help us with that. And if they check on, check on the, these two things, uh, would you say that do you prefer LinkedIn or email or something else? I prefer a method where I can really pick my own time to focus on reading yeah, it or, or looking at it, uh, which I don't think is the the, the, the the thing for a phone call, for instance, because yeah. you're always entering a meeting, getting out of a meeting, picking kids up from school and so on. And then maybe I say no, just because I don't have the time for focusing on what, what's, what really Okay, so, so, so nail the first two things and then choose an async communication, time the right, show the show quickly to value. And would you, would you prefer if all of the above is right, also if you can get a personal video or a video demo uh, at the same time? Yeah, Joseph, I, I love your videos you're sending me with the, the emails because, I mean, you get so much uh, information across in such a time-efficient way. I mean, you can write me, I mean, a long email and I need to, to take the time to read that through. Maybe I need to read it twice to understand it. So it's much easier to get a lot of information through via video. And, and yeah, I, I really like that. And I, I mean, that's a method where I can also choose when I, when I can focus on the content, basically. Nice. And, and of course, video is powerful. Everybody, anybody that hasn't been living through, under a rock the last five, 10 years know this, but it isn't enough powerful if you don't nail the things above that you, that Patrick just said. So. Thank you for the inputs here, Patrick. And now it's time for an external question because I always lift in one to two people from the SaaS community and uh, lend my voice to them. And today we are joined by my co-founder, Hampus Passion. Yep. This is his question. Hi, Patrick. If you could redo the last two years of your work with Findity, what would you do differently? Thank you. Okay, so first the generic answer and then being more specific. So basically coming back and connecting the, 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 the discussion points before, taking decisions, the same decisions we've taken, but faster. <laughs> so I think that we've, we've made the right decisions, but we could have been quicker doing so. And, and one example being being specific, as I mentioned before, spe speaking of experience, we've, we ran with with a dual go-to-market strategy. We were those selling directly to end customers at the same time selling to partners. And it's very hard to combine. But I mean, having a very profitable direct business at the same time, you know, the right thing is to focus on, on, on the partner side of it. That's, that's a good example on a decision we, which we made, but we could have made it earlier. Something more you would like to add here to Hampus and the listeners regarding redo the last two years? I think that's the key thing. I mean, being, being quicker, don't wait for too many. I mean, you need to have the, the foundation for a decision, of course. But um, yeah, when you know it's, it's right, go for it. So basically, finding ways to take the yeah more structured decisions faster yeah 
easier said <laughs> than done, of course. Hey, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's yeah, that's definitely it. Good. And then time flies when you have fun. So it's time for us to entering the roundup now. And this means that we basically just have a few questions left. Now you're okay. talking to yourself, your younger self. Think 10 years ago, five years ago, the top one to three things that you now know that you didn't know. What would you tell your younger self? Yeah, I think spontaneously I will come back to, I mean, when when you get that wow feeling, this is something that works, really trust that, don't hedge too much, uh, run with it. I mean, you know that you will fail if you do too many things at once. And maybe you, you will fa fail uh, anyway, if you, even if you only do one thing. But I mean, you, you, you set yourself up for, for success. So that's something I would have told myself earlier that when you when you get that wow feeling call it the gut feeling don't seek too many confirmation points i mean you need you have the the ones in place to get that feeling and then run with that and, and really double down on that that's something i would have told myself earlier or my younger self something more you would like to have yeah Uh, yeah, maybe this is a boring <laughs> input. Boring but, can be good. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, it's it's all about the people you have around you. So be very picky on when it comes to the people around you. I mean, one thing is the competence they they bring, of course, but also something I focus a lot on now is the energy that that they bring. I mean. I, I I try to bring good energy to the table, no matter what type of hard or, or difficult topic to be discussed. But I mean, be very picky on that because it's very easy to get get energy drained if if you set yourself up with the the, the wrong team. And also remember that you're part of that plus or minus energy. So yeah, people. And my gut feeling before you said the word energy was like he. He's going to say energy. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> okay. Good. So we have arrived to the very last question for this time, Patrick. Mm. And it's now it's time to be a bit more uh, philo philosophical. Mm. Uh, I want to know, uh, can you share one of your favorite life mottos right now? Mm. To keep calm. There is a, uh, you know, the famous, the t-shirts and everything, came, keep calm and carry on type of <laughs> things. I think that was uh, said uh, uh, during the start of the, the Second World War in, 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 in the UK. But I mean, when it comes to family, when it comes to business, I mean, there will be stormy days and nights, of course, but to keep calm and... Don't jump to decisions. It's also much easier said than done, but that's something. Trying to 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 st take a step back and and think about it, not when you're in 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 the type of chaotic or or the the, the stress mode, so to say. So that's something I try to I <laughs> try to try to lean on, but I think it's a good thing if you if you can do it. 
if that makes sense. It makes sense. And with these words, we put period and I shift the focus to you who has been listening. Two quick ones. Number one, if you got value here, please don't be selfish. Tell a friend or tell a colleague to listen to the episode with Patrick in B2B Saucios. And number two, press the subscription button. We have great guests coming here every week. And Patrick, huge thank you for putting aside around 30 minutes together with me to help me and the community to keep on learning. Thank you very much, Joseph. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.